have a, a special guest speaker. Uh, this past week, uh, uh, Aaron and I have had the joy of hosting our spiritual mentors that are here visiting Korea from all the way from California. Pastors Benjamin and Sonny Robinson and their daughter Alethea. Uh, they've been staying at our place and we've just been having a wonderful time uh, eating chicken and pancakes at midnight every day. Uh, we've been having a wonderful time together. And uh, on this trip, we also had a special treat of uh, being able to uh, have Pastor Benjamin and Sonny's spiritual father come with them, Pastor Robert Daniels. And he's actually uh, going to be sharing from the Word today. Um, but actually, at Hillside, I have Pastor Benjamin introduce, have the honor of introducing Pastor Robert Daniels. So over here, uh, Pastor Benjamin is taking care of his baby right now. So I'm going to have... Uh, Pastor Sonny Robinson, who's been teaching us the School of War Mission. I'm going to have her introduce uh, Pastor Robert Daniels here. Yeah, I am so excited. You should have seen Benjamin's face when he saw Pastor Daniels up there. But I want to introduce you, my spiritual father. Um, because of you, Pastor Daniels, I've been walking in victory. I've been walking in freedom. I told you, I've been attacked. Since sixth grade, by the devil every night. But your truth, your teachings, your wisdom, your guidance taught me submission. And I'm walking in freedom. And I'm setting others free. So you get to hear from our daddy. So I want to introduce to you our father, our pastor, Robert Daniels. The Lord is so good. It's so good to be here with you. I, I tell you, I've been just overwhelmed. I've had to allow the Lord to enlarge me because there's so much honor, so much love, so much encouragement that has come from here, uh, from New Philly. And so I'm just so blessed. I just want to let you know that I'm blessed. I appreciate everything that has happened. And it's my prayer that I will be able to speak and say something that will bless you today. Uh, my heart is just full. And I just bring you greetings from Oakland, California, from the City of the Lord Zion Church, where my wife will be ministering and watching over the flock. And she tells me that since she's taken over, it probably will double. So, I don't know. I'll see. She has a lot of faith. In, in, uh, but <laughs> Praise the Lord. But it's good. She released me, and uh, I'm so grateful that she has. Uh, the church has been praying. I know you all have been praying for fasting, at least. And, my goodness, uh, it's just really, I can feel it. And so I, I challenged my church to fast for me, and they did. And so they uh, came off fast yesterday. So praise the Lord. I feel strong. And uh, let's just go to the Lord. Father, we love you so much. Lord, we want you to cause us to love you even more. We invite your presence to come in and and minister to each one out of my innermost being, Father. Let the 
spiritual food flow, the rivers of living water, life-giving spirit began to touch the lives of everyone that's in here. God, let them receive it in the spirit and let there be change, I pray in the name of Jesus. I bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. I want to say that this is a great church. And uh, when God calls you, and just like he did Abraham, he told him, I'm going to make you a great nation, a great people. And then he blessed him. God always calls people to come into greatness before they can even come into blessing. And so he speaks to Abraham and he said, I'm going to speak a long way off. I'm going to make you a great people. I'm going to make you a great nation. And he says that, that he's going to give him a great name, make his name great, and then he's going to become a blessing. So there has to be a change in the way we think. We're not little people. We are a great people. And when we begin to think like that, we begin to change the way we think. And that's what God is always doing. He wants you to see yourself as he sees you. And he wants you to begin to see him as he really is. He's a great God. That's why he says you are great people. And he's, he's an awesome God. And he says you are awesome people. And God does miracles, and He said, you can do miracles too. God is raising us up into a whole new dimension of thinking, and, and He's given us His mind to think like that. He's given his, us His Spirit to reveal the things that are in His heart. Deep things. Deep things. The Spirit searches out deep things. Things that are not on the surface about God. And he begins to reveal it to you. And he's sharing with me that he, he wants to bring the church into a whole new level of thinking. He wants to bring us back to spirit. He said, God, the word says that your father, your God is spirit. And he said, if you're going to worship him, if you're going to serve him, you must serve him in spirit. You must worship him in spirit. And so we must understand, we must have a revelation of the Spirit. Because the Spirit reveals all things. He comes to show you the things that are freely given that you can't pay for. And so many times we try to act like we can barter with God with, with money or whatever. And God comes to show you, the Spirit of God comes to show you the things that are Freely given things that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, the things that have not even entered into your mind. So he gives us spiritual fathers. He gives us those that, that spend time with him and get revelation of what God is about to do, what he's doing, so that we can stay in step with him. And then when he revealed these things, they belong to you. And it's up to the spiritual fathers to make sure you walk in it. Because a lot of times we can receive something, but we don't know how to walk in it. We don't know how to live there and walk it out day by day. We get so confused. Instead of walking by faith, we walk by sight. And it doesn't look like anything changed. Well, you've come down into the sight realm and you're not in the spirit. Because if it does not look right, you say you didn't receive it. And so it's up to spiritual fathers and spiritual parents to make sure you walk in it. 
Because when you receive something from God, he's given it to you and you need to know how to apprehend it and possess it and live there. So he's causing us to walk no longer after the flesh, recognizing each other by the flesh. But he's saying, I want you from now on to recognize each one by the spirit. He said, we used to recognize, we recognize Christ by the flesh. We knew him by the flesh, but we don't know him any longer by the flesh. He's not weak. He is powerful. And when you really see him, you fall on your face. Because he's the resurrected, glorified Christ. And his spirit is in you. His spirit is in you. So today I want to read, let the word of the Lord speak to you for just a moment. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and then Galatians. I'm going to begin at verse 15, 2 Corinthians 5, 15. And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Praise the Lord. Christ died, so we no longer have to, to live for ourselves. That's the first change that I want to challenge you to make. We don't live for ourselves anymore. We don't live to fulfill our needs. We don't live to get what we want. We live for Jesus Christ. We got to learn how to come in and find out what is in his heart. That means we got to come up a little bit higher than where we've been coming before. When, I, when we come to God, we've come asking for everything that in the world you could want. And that means that you must be still living for yourself. Because God knows exactly what you need and he knows exactly what he has for you. And besides, he says this, he says, all things that I have are yours. And so he's tired of us coming, begging him for what you already have. But you haven't been able to see it because it's by the spirit that he reveals these things. And so we've been living for ourselves. We've been very self-centered. And we can't come into the purposes of God because we are worried about what we're going to eat and what we're going to drink. And where we're going to live. The very things that he says give no thought for. For the Heavenly Father knows exactly what you need. And it's somehow we have gotten so far away from the Father. We've forgotten that he cares about us. As I shared this morning, Adam was alone and he didn't know he was alone. Because it's not up to you to decide whether you are alone or whether what you need. It was God that said it's not good for him to be alone. And it was God that fixed things and gave him exactly what he needed. 
He couldn't have done it better himself. He broke out into song. This is bone of my bone. Flesh of my flesh. My goodness, if we allow God to do for us, to meet our needs, and we began to meet others' needs, it would change everything. This is new creation talk. I've long ago stopped preaching to Adam in the Adamic nature. I've long ago realized that Jesus, that Jesus Christ, that God, Father, is done with Adam. I've long, he ain't trying to restore him. He's not trying to rehabilitate him. He's done with him. And when you died, when, when Christ, when you were baptized into Christ, you died. You died to sin. You died to your old self. You died to all of that. And you died so that you could live in a new creation. You died so you could live to him. And so in Galatians, let's go over there. God is changing us and he's causing us to have new creation language and speech and faith. Everything is changed, but we are slow to move in the changes of God. We are always either running ahead of him or running behind him, lagging behind. Very few of us are walking with him. That when he makes a move, we make a move. And we don't try to figure it out. Because if Abraham was, were to try to figure it out, he would still be in the place where God called him out. How would you like for God to call you and say, I'm taking you to a place that I'll show you? God, you've got to get clear than that. You've got to get clear than that. I'm not going to go until I have the... the Oh, revelation of what you're going to do. Well, you'll be still sitting there. Because in order to please God, you've got to learn how to have faith. You've got to learn how to believe Him. And you've got to learn how to trust Him. Where did the trust in God? God will never lie and He will never lead you into a place that, that, that He can't provide for you. Your Father loves you. He loves you more than you could ever imagine. And he's calling us to that place. In Galatians 4, because we're going to be talking about sonship. Because the new creation is all about sons and daughters. In Galatians 3, verse 26, I'm going to start there. I'm just going to read that verse. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. We are sons through faith in Christ Jesus. But I'm going to go down to uh, chapter 4. It says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, he does not differ at all from a slave, though he is Lord of all but is under guardians and stewardship until the time appointed by the Father. Can you say the time appointed by the Father? Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. 
But when the fullness of, of the time of the Kronos had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions as sons. Now remember, you are sons, you are all sons of God through faith. But to much who has, God will give you even more. And it says in verse 6, And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his sons into your heart, crying out, Abba, Father. And that's a powerful thing. You are sons by faith. And because you are a son, God sends the spirit of his son. Because it's impossible to worship God in the spirit without the spirit of sonship. It's impossible to worship the, the Father without the spirit of sonship. And sonship brings you into maturity. And what I want to challenge you to believe this, that when God sends the spirit of his son, is not a baby's son. No, it's not a baby son. When God sends the spirit of his sons, he sends the glorified spirit of the son of God in you. And if we believe that everything has changed, that God is wanting us to begin to mature. And what used to take a long, long time, he's cutting it short in righteousness. Because it's time that we grow up. The church hasn't grown up in centuries. It's, it just stay in the same place. And I think this is the reason. Because there's not the passing on of the revelation to the next generation. So they have to start all over again. But God is sending his spirit of his son. And the spirit of sonship. And he's bringing us into maturity. And the Father is raising up sons now that are able, just like my son and daughter did, release me into my destiny. Just like their sons and daughter were, were able to bring me out of a chapter that I've been in for 18 years into chapter 2 of my life with power. Because they have understood that they have the spirit of revelation. They have the spirit of sonship. And they said, whatever I see the Father, spiritual or heavenly, I can do it. I don't if I can see it. And it takes revelation to see what God is doing. It takes revelation to see even what your spiritual father is doing. We keep saying, if I can just have what he has, and you don't know that that's your inheritance that belongs to you. But as long as you're a child, you don't differ from a slave. Though you are Lord of all, though you have all of this inheritance, you're not willing to possess it. And so he is yours, but you're not willing to possess it. And sometimes we have to fight for it. We have to say, Lord, I believe that's mine. And we won't let anybody trick us. Nobody deceive us. This is my inheritance. And God is wanting us to begin to walk in it. And he wants us to begin to walk in it as soon as we receive it. See, if you begin to walk it out as soon as you receive it, nobody can take it away from you because you're walking in it. But when we wait and say, oh, maybe next year or I'll, I'll grow into this mantle, I'm going to begin to walk in the mantle as soon as it falls upon me. I'm going to begin to minister in power as long as I'm under authority. And I'm only doing what I see my father do. 
He's going to be pleased and he's going to be encouraged to see you move and start to grow up. And start to do the things that we are called to do. And God is calling the sons to be established in sonship. And when you're established in sonship, you are free. The, the son makes, the spirit of son makes you free. It is the spirit of truth. It makes you free from everything that the enemy is trying to put on you. He makes you free. And he makes you mature. And he, he make, causes you to know the things that God has given you. So he's bringing us into this season of revelation. And he's causing us to steward these mysteries that he's unveiling now. And he's challenging us that we should, should make sure we pass it on to the next generation. That is not lost. And that when we receive it, we know that when God reveals it, it belongs to us and our children. It belongs to me and my children. And so I'm going to make sure that whatever I receive, it get passed on. And I want to make sure that as it comes down the lineage, it gets stronger and it's multiplying. I want you to know that, that you should go more farther than your father's fathers, fathers did. You should be farther ahead and you should know the things. Because when God gives you something, he says, too much you who has, he gives more. If, if you already have it, when you, wait a minute now, let me get it right. <laughs> to him who has, much more will be given. And so when God never gives something to somebody that won't use it, he won't give it to you. But you, you got to already have something. You gotta already have it. You say, well, when did I get it? I got it when God, when I was born. I was born into this lineage and He's given, He's dealt every last one of you a measure of faith. And He's put grace in you. And so God is challenging us to dig deep. And so apostles have to be able to see what He's done before the foundation of the world. We got to be able to see because you didn't just come and decide to choose God. He chose you before the foundation of the world. You were with him before he, he laid any of the groundwork of the earth. And so we have to challenge, I have to challenge you sometimes to remember because we soon forget everything. But there's a place in God when you begin to remember things that he imparted into your life, into your new creation life. He told Jeremiah, before your mother's womb, I knew you. And I call you to be a prophet to the nation. And if I can go before my mother's womb, I dare a devil to try to come and stop me from fulfilling the mission that God has given me. I realized because I know God and he knew, know me, he knew me, I realized that if I'm in the deepest jungle like Pastor Sonny goes and do, <laughs> that in that place, under that anointing is the safest place on earth for her. She knows that she's going to be successful when she goes into places that, that, that have never heard the gospel because she understands what God has done in her life. But it takes spiritual fathers to begin to encourage sons and daughters that you can do it. And that if you're willing to open up your heart today 
and allow God to establish you in a whole new season of time where everything changed. You didn't know it when, when, when His Spirit came into you, everything changed. You can't, people can't remember what you did in the flesh because that's over. That's over. You are a new creation. They got to be able to see who you really are, and you can't tell who you really are unless it's revealed by the Spirit. So I try to, I try to stay in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. I'm always seeking God with all my heart, because like I said this morning, if you seek Him half-heartedly, you won't find Him. You will never find him till you decide with your whole heart, I'm going after God. Like David was a man after God's own heart. It wasn't a sometime, a Sunday morning. It wasn't a few hours. On his job, he was going after God. His spirit was going after God. When he was keeping those sheep, he was going after God. And he was going after God. I, I tell you, I go after God so hard. Because I saw that David, a man born under the law, he went after God so much until God revealed the dispensation of grace. And David, an Old Testament saint, lives in grace more than some of us. He said, blessed is the man that God does not hold his sins against him. That's grace talk. That's new creation. But that man was after God so hard that God couldn't keep it from him. He couldn't keep it from him. He was after God and, and seeking him with all his heart. And God said, shall we tell David what we have next? Shall we open it up and let him have it? They said, yes, because he's going to keep coming. And, 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 and the father said, I can't hardly contain myself when that boy starts to sing like that. When he starts to worship, I open up the resources of heaven. And so he said, I took that boy from tending sheep and I made him king. Because he's a man after God's own heart. He's a man that understands that God gets weak when you come after him like that. When you come after me, you just break through everything. I'm not working like that with man. Okay, David, come on in. That's the way I am. I want to be a man after God's own heart. And, and that is what your pastors are. They are a man and woman after God's own heart. So when you hear the vision that's coming from their heart, it's coming from God's heart. When you start to go after their heart, you're going to get God's heart. Because they have received God's heart. And that's why they have the vision of what God's wanting to do. And when we go and we said, I, I told one young man, I know your pastor's busy, but if you keep pulling on him, if you keep just coming, said, Pastor, I know you're busy, but just can I have a moment? <laughs> just like God here said, come on, boy, I'll give you an hour. He, he have to give in. It's something when you're after somebody's heart. When you don't care how you look. You know, David was dancing out of his clothes. And he said, you have belittled everything. And David said, I'll do more than that. I will just make a complete fool of myself. Because that's what... He knows that I, I'm doing it for God. I'm doing it as unto God. And that's what he said. We don't live for ourselves anymore. We live for God. 
God. I just want to please Him. I want to look to Him. I want Him to know that He can trust me with mysteries. He can open up mysteries. And if He tell me it's not permissible for, to speak now, I can shut my mouth. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you this secret, but you can't tell nobody. That's God can trust you then. Because you know how hard it is to not say what we saw. Don't tell. Don't tell anybody that I, I, I set you free. Just went tell him. Oh, I've t- he set me free. I mean, <laughs> we can't stop. So when he can trust you, and he can trust his spirit in you. And his spirit always bear witness to you. When you are being tormented, his spirit is speaking, bearing witness to your spirit that you are sons of God and heirs of God, and that everything that he has is yours. Everything. We just have to prove ourselves faithful and prove that we're going to be good stewards over what he has. I told them this morning, when he fed the 5,000, he said, gather up the fragments so that nothing of my miracle is lost. And he has to have someone to do that and he has called apostles to do that. So that nothing, God, everything that God does, we make sure is stewarded. We make sure that it is administrated properly. And we make sure that nothing is lost. God is calling us to that kind of standard. And he's raising us up. And I want to tell you, he's changing the way we see ourselves. He's changing... The way we see ourselves, because the Bible said when you've seen him, you realize that you're just like he is. And you begin to change. I didn't know. I was trying to change, and I was always looking at, at my Adamic nature and just crying and saying, Oh, God, change me. Change me. But do you know that you're changed when you behold his glory in a mirror? You know, when you look at him, if you start looking at new creation, you become like the new creation. You change from glory to glory. You're not going to change looking at yourself, saying, woe is me. But if you get in the face of his glory, and if you see him as he really is, you will change. And you won't be like you were. Your hands will look new, and your feet will too. God will change you and to give you a revelation of what he's already done. And then you can walk it out. It says, you're no longer slaves. That's the truth has made you free. And we were talking about how sonship has changed everything. How when you're a son, you know you have an inheritance and you know... That the Father can just speak a word into your life and change you. This is where we are. And what I believe with all my heart, that even when we are on the mission field, when we come, we bring the spirit of sonship with us. We bring the spirit of sonship and he'll come into the hearts of those that are standing before us and we're ministering. He'll come in crying, Abba, Father, because that's his will. Bring them back to the Father. And the only way 
when he told me this, he told me, I want you to bring my people back to me. I said, God, I don't know how to do that. I just tell him. And then finally he told me it's through sonship. The only way you get back to the Father is through Jesus Christ. The only way you get back to the Father is through sonship. He is the everlasting Son. And God has sent him into the world and he walked as a man. But he said, don't, you don't know him any longer that way. We have to know him by the Spirit. And the challenge is to know him by the Spirit and know each other by the Spirit. And when we are knowing by the Spirit, you move into that place where you come into the sonship that's spiritual. And it manifests in the earth through Jesus Christ, through his body, through his church. It is the brightness of his shining. Before he ever comes back on the white horse, he's going to shine and break forth out of your innermost being. He's going to break forth out of your heart. He's going to shine out of your face. When people have seen you, you they're going to say, we see the Father's love. Yeah. And this is the last thing I want to say, that, that God is wanting the church to become that place where people come to get their needs met and they get them met. But before anyone can begin to come, he wants to minister to the church. And so he has placed all kinds of gifts and treasures and grace in you. He's given a gift. He said it like this. For every need, there is a gift. For every need. And I, I asked were there any needs in the church earlier. Is there any needs here? Man, it's a funny thing. Y'all only talk to God about needs. <laughs> but the thing is, God said, I placed a gift in the church. Yes. And so we're going, looking to God, and he said, I've already put the grace in you. And he hides things in you, and that's the last place we will look. The last place, there's nothing good in me. I need someone else to pray for me. But he places all of the gifts in the body. All the grace is in you. And he said, when there is a need, there is a gift. He says, if there is a need, there is a manifestation of his spirit to meet that need. And there are those that, that as we begin to believe this... And as we begin to superintend and as we begin to administrate these gifts and grace, we're going to see people receive. Every time they come, they come boldly knowing that they're going to receive. Because in the church will be the throne of grace. In the church will be the place where you come boldly to get help in time of your need and to get all your needs met. And God is wanting to bring you to that place where you realize that there's a gift for every need. But the problem is, we try to use our gifts to satisfy our own needs. Matter of fact, we'd be praying all day long for ourselves. And we don't realize that God knows what we need. 
He wants us to begin to be concerned about others. And understand that that gift that's in me is for the profit of everybody else that's in this house. But if the Spirit of Christ is in me, there's a sensitivity of Christ to meet the needs. Because He's the head of the body. He, he is the source and of the supply that nourishes her. It comes from Him through you. And so if His Spirit is in you, instead of coming to church worrying about if I'm going to get my need met, I want to be sensitive to the Spirit of Christ. And I can feel yeah. in my heart, I know, that there's someone else. Yeah. On Saturday night, he begins to well up with compassion in my heart. And at first, I don't know who it's for. But I know that there's, because his gifts work when you care about someone. When there's love in your heart, God will begin to flow through you because he's spirit of love. And he'll meet the needs of everyone that's in the congregation. But we have to be sensitive. We don't, we, we cannot use our gifts to satisfy our own self. The devil tempted Jesus when he was hungry. He'd been fasting for 40 days. And he tempted, tempted him and said, If you're the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. And you know that temptation is strong when you're hungry. It, it'll be strong when you're hungry. You've got all of this power, this creative power, this new creation power. And you'll be tempted to satisfy your own needs, to fulfill your own needs. And I want to tell you that taking care of you is the Father's business. It has always been His business. He has never let you feel like orphans for one minute. The problem is we're so busy trying to take care of our own needs until He can't do it. But if we will begin to look to our Father, because what I'm saying today, He wants to bring you back to Him. Bring you back to where you are not saying what you need. Oh, I need a husband. I need a wife. Uh-uh. No, you don't know what you need. You need to be in youth group. A young adult trying, going after God, going after God, going after God. But we decided now, since we have a little bit of word of, of, of knowledge, not word of knowledge, of knowledge of good and evil, and that's changed everything. We're thinking for ourselves now. We're running from God, and he said, why are you running from me? Where are you? I ran and hid because I'm naked. Who told you? When did you start thinking like that? I tell you what to do, and all you are responsible to do is obey me. And I'll bless you. Now you are taking care of your own business. Telling him what you need. And following your own dictates of your own heart. And you're going farther and farther from God. 
Because the more you think like that, the more you become unbelieving in your heart. You know, believe God will come when you need Him. You just think that He's not going to help you, so I'm going to help myself. And God is changing all of that. He's bringing you back to the place where you're not worried about those things anymore. You're only looking to find out what's on his heart. And so he wants to bring us back into the realm of the Spirit. He wants to bring us back into the Spirit of sonship. Because the Spirit of sonship will bring you before the Father before you know it. Immediately John was in the Spirit. And he was before the throne looking at the king. Doesn't take a long time to get in the face of God. But we have to learn that we can't be casual. We've got to diligently seek him. We've got to understand if I go with all my heart. And sometimes we half-heartedly start off. But if we don't move. In the early days, you get down on your knees and all kinds of thoughts coming in. What I'm going to eat later on. <laughs> Phone calls. It's hard to get your whole heart. Your whole heart. There's a fight to give your whole heart. I give a little piece. And, and we think that pleases God, but he said, I want you to come after me with all you got, with all of your heart, and you will find me. And you begin to hear these things that I'm talking about. He'll begin to explain it. He'll begin to take you aside. You can hear in a public gathering mysteries and you don't understand. And you go to God and say, God, I didn't understand a lot of what the preacher was saying. Looked like he just dropped a big old piece of meat. And he didn't take time to cut it up. And we just been knowing on it. And I said, God, I need you to help me to understand. I need you to reveal this. And he will do it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Just for a moment, let's just worship the Lord. Let's just worship him. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Just let him begin to settle you now and establish you in sonship. That every word that's been spoken will bear fruit in your spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just for a moment, begin to minister to the Lord. I come to bring you all the way back to the Father. He knows what you need. I'm not going to try and figure out anything I need. The only thing I want to know is what you need, Father. What do you need me to do? Whatever you need, God, I'll do it. And you just begin to pull on his heart. And you begin to bless him. By acknowledging that everything you have has come from Him. And when you begin to worship Him, you begin to minister to His heart. Because everything has changed, church. When the prodigal son 
who had been eating with the pigs because he had lost his mind. When he came to himself, he said, I believe I'll go back to my father. But the only thing is, he decided that he would come back as a servant. Because he said, I messed up really, really bad. So I'm not worthy to be your son. But the funny thing is the father didn't bother to even acknowledge he heard that. He just began to restore sonship on him. The ring, the robe, the sandals. And this time he brought him all the way in the house. And then the elder brother got jealous. Because he had never come all the way into sonship. And he said, I've been working for you all these years and you've never done anything for me. He never came into the house. And he said to him, don't you know I'm always with you? And all that you, all that I have is yours. I'm restoring sonship. Because that's the father's heart right now. And it didn't take all those years, but I'm calling you back to your mind. Come to yourself. Come to yourself. And get up and come back to the Father. I praise God, and I thank you for the opportunity to share with you. And Lord bless you all.